Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, babe, what you got there? This is a check from Carvana. I just sold my car to them. I went online and Carvana gave me an offer right away. Then they just picked up the car and gave me this. Well, that's a big check. Well, obviously you could put this towards your next car, or we could finally get that jacuzzi, or I could start taking tuba lessons, or I could quit my job and write my memoir. Or I can put it towards my next car with Carvana. Sorry, your check, not mine. Sell your car to Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get a real offer in seconds. Welcome to Mystery Bible. My name is Ken Primus. I'm your host. We are continuing looking at this beautiful family uh, that we have been talking about. Uh, we started with Abraham and all of those things. And the reason why um, I want to keep reminding you guys, this is a family, man, that we see, we're seeing all kinds of um, problems within that family and uh, the different types of dynamics that are happening within that family. I know you and I complain about our family as to how horrible we all are and all that type of stuff, but I am sure we did not come to this degree, at least I didn't um, come to this degree that these guys did within this family, how uh, we saw that they were trying, they hated each other, trying to kill each other uh, to the point where he had a nephew coming to kill the uncle and all kinds of wonderful stuff. Serious soap opera men uh, that we are listening to and reading with these guys' lives. Uh, we looked at Joseph um, last week. We saw a couple of things took place within that family that caused um, tremendous amount of trauma and uh, some interesting behavior. We saw that um, that Joseph was the favorite with his fa- his father, and um, because of that. His brothers hated him. We know that um, he got the blessing because you remember that um, he was about 17 years old when this stuff was going down, when he was um, lifting himself up against his brothers. And um, we know that uh, uh, he received the blessing. And they that's one of the things that he was upset about. His brothers, Jacob, received, gave it to um, to uh, uh, Joseph. And he had passed his big brother a lineage and we when we were studying and we talked about when they were fighting and all the different things that they did how come uh, he uh, vacated the seat and that blessing was given to joseph and so we are looking at a result of these guys after they uh, wanted to kill him he came out to meet him on a field we uh, the medians they they came by and they sold uh, uh, sold him to to them. They actually wanted to kill him. They threw him in a pit uh, with snakes and scorpions, and we looked at some of the similarity as to how you and I are in a pit with uh, snakes and scorpions, and yet God protected him while he was there within the snakes in the pit, and God said he would protect you and I as well. Uh, so um, we are seeing a couple of things, uh, human behavior, at um, at its lowest, if you will, 
uh, that you were able to sell your younger brother because you hate him to that degree to, um, uh, you know, the Midianites and which uh, sells them to the um, Ishlamites, which is from the seed of Ishmael, as you're seeing this family, uh, because again, Ishmael is family, um, behaving all kinds of beautiful ways. So we are going to, I know we left off when they had dropped him in the pit and they did the negotiation and um, uh, we uh, left off at that space. And we're going to pick it up. And then what we're going to do is walk through in the book of Yasher, uh, the other books, as I was stating, the Legend of the Jews, they're about the same thing that is happening, cross-reference with that. Um, they are having the same conversation there as to, um, you know, uh, the sale of their their sibling. And um, it goes into a little more detail um, than the book of Yasher. But again, this is just information we are getting to accompany the picture that is paid painted within the Bible. In the Bible, we know that they had uh, did the same thing. It is also recorded there um, where uh, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. So we are going to dance between all the different um, books so that we can get a flavor of what is happening as we continue this journey with this family to see um, how they handle um, and what happened. We talked a little about God um, knowing ahead of time and that God is not uh, moved by people and what they are doing in your life. Um, he has given to you all things. The scripture says he has given to you all things pertaining to life and godliness. So you have the victory. It's up to you and I to step out and take it and appropriate what we need to do in order to get it. And when we are in trouble, we yell, we scream, and God is, the Bible says he's able to come. When we cry unto the Lord, the scripture says that he hears us. So um, there are a couple of principles that are in there. One of the other things that I talk to you guys about is that God, whatever situation you are find yourself in, God has already, the Bible tells us that his plans is already made for you. He gives you the, uh, what his plans are for you. And then he says that it, it's as many as the sand on the seashore. And I believe that that is basically based on the decisions that we make in our lives, that God has already have a plan for us. And the Bible tells us that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and that are called according to his purpose. So we know that um, uh, God had everything in, in place for this specific situation. Uh, he brought these men who came out of nowhere um, and we see that these brothers were uh, deciding after they throw him into the pit what to do uh, because um, he should have been dead in, in, in with snakes and scorpions, but he was still alive and he was still conversing with them. So they got together. They are making this decision what to do about him when these men came along. And um, uh, then uh, we are going to pick it up as far as when they finish the negotiation. And then the journey begins uh, when they began to, um, Minionites began to move and heading towards the direction of uh, Egypt. And uh, God saw that these guys are going to be in trouble, the children of Israel, and he um, made sure that he was able to provide for them through Joseph and this family. And because God is looking ahead in your situation, so don't panic, he got your back. And so we see that 
The blessing was given to Joseph in chapter 41, and we saw that his brothers looked at it. We know he's bragging about his dreams, and um, his brothers sold him, and uh, they are... Uh, um, so let's pick it up here in 42, and uh, we are verse 14, and we, we read this briefly, and then we'll go from there. And... Um, uh, well, let's pick it up from 17, because that's where we basically step. When they said, surely you have said that this young man is your servant, and that he rebelled against you. This is when we're talking about the sale. This is the negotiation part of the sale. And therefore, you placed him in the pit. When What then will you do with a servant who has rebelled against his master? Now, therefore, sell him to us, and we will give you um, uh, all that is that you require of him. And the Lord has pleased to do this in order that the sons of Jacob should not slay their brother. And the Midianites saw that Joseph was a comely um, appearance and well-favored. They desired him in their hearts and were urgent to purchase him from his brothers. And we talked about grace. And the Bible says that God is the God of all grace. And there are different types of grace. And he is the God of all of it. And we uh, went through as to what it is. What is grace? The divine influence upon the heart and the benefit that it brings to you, to the believer. And I describe what that means. The divine is God's responsibility. He is the one that is able to divinely in, influence a man's heart to cause him or her to do as he pleases. And we see that in um, in Proverbs 21. One, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of the waters. So he turneth it wherever he will. And so we see that um, God is in control. So don't panic in your situation. You just have to learn to use your faith to get out of your situation. And so let's see what happens. And the Midianites saw that Joseph was comely. We read that. And the sons of Jacob hearkened to the Midianites, and they sold their brother Joseph them for 20 pieces of silver. And Reuben, their brother, was not with them. And the Midianites took Joseph and continued their journey to Gilead. That number, that um, is all over uh, Jewish history, this 20 pieces of silver. Because you remember what happened with Judah. So there's a couple of times that specific amount uh, always happened when it comes to um, this type of behavior by people. It's really, really amazing when it comes to betraying someone and stuff like that, that this 20 pieces of silver is always mentioned. And so, um, uh, so let me, uh, read something from you, uh, from the, um, the, the Jewish history. And so we can get a chance to look at that and see what it says. It says, again, this is when they, um, uh, the Midianites insisted upon possessing Joseph that he might um, not remain with his brethren and be slain by them. The brethren assented, and Joseph was sold as a slave while they sat over their meal. God spake, saying, Over a meal did you sell your brother, and thus shall Ahasuerus sell your descendants to Haman over a meal. And they put that piece in there. Again, that was uh, the, the Jewish, um, you know, their history, as they said, um, that I wanted to let you guys know uh, so that you can see the legends of the Jews it is from. And uh, they mentioned that piece in there. Um, so I just wanted to mention that to you guys. And so we see that uh, because you have sold Joseph to be a slave, therefore shall you say year after year, 
slaves were we unto favor, uh, Pharaoh in Egypt. At the price paid for Joseph by the Midianites were twenty pieces of silver, enough for a pair of shoes for each of his brothers. Thus they sold their righteous, um, their righteous for silver and the needy for a pair of shoes. For so handsome a youth as Joseph, the sum paid was too low by far. But his appearance had been greatly changed by the horrible anguish he had endured in the pit with the snakes and the scorpions. He had lost his ruddy complexion, and he looked uh, shallowly and uh, sickly, and the Midianites were justified in paying a small sum for him. So I just wanted to bring to you that picture as we see and again we are just talking about uh some of uh, uh situation uh from these different sources so uh, they sold their brother, and it tells us that the Midianites are going to their journey to Gilgad. They were going on the road, and the Midianites repented on what they had done in having purchased a young man. I mean, here you have these um, uh, people other than are, are repenting of it, and his brothers, they are totally uh, good about what they did. And so um, uh, we see that it tells us here that uh, they repented for what they had done and haven't purchased the young man. And one said to another, what is this thing that we have done in taking this young uh, youth from the Hebrew who is of comely appearance and well-favored? So these guys are seeing a couple of things. They're looking at his physical piece, but they are mentioning and well-favored. And that's an interesting phrase to be putting and speaking in a situation where they are at selling a sibling and buying a human being. So perhaps this youth is stolen from the land of the Hebrew, and why then have we done this thing? And if he should be sought for and found in our land, we shall die through him. So these guys now, they bought him, they're repenting about it, and so they're going to want to ditch him off. Now surely hardy and powerful men have sold him to us, the strength of one of whom you saw this day. Perhaps they stole him from his land with their might and with their powerful arms and have therefore sold him to us for the small value which we gave unto them. And whilst they were thus dis uh, discoursing amongst themselves together, they looked and behold, a company of Ishmaelites were coming at first, and which the sons of Jacob saw was advancing towards the Midianites. And the Midianites said to each other, Come, let us sell this youth to the company of the Ishmaelites who are coming towards us, and we will take uh, for him the little that we gave for him, and we will deliver him from evil. So they going to sell him to another group of people for what they made, and uh, to get them off of their hands because they were concerned that they could be in trouble for this. And they did so, and they reached the Ishmaelites, and the Midianites sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, which they had given uh, for him to his brothers. And the Midianites went on their road to Gilgad, and the Ishmaelite took Joseph, and they let him ride upon one of the camels, and they were um, and they were leading him to Egypt. So we see these two transactions that take place. And yet, guys, with all of that uh, going on, God is still in charge. Again, because uh, he has to go to Egypt. That's where he was going. Um, the Midianites were going to Gilgad. 
and God wanted him to go to Egypt because there was some stuff to be done there. One of the things also that uh, was prophesied to Abraham, God had said to Abraham that he was going to deliver the children of Israel out of bondage from Egypt. So this is a part of the plan of God in any way, shape, or form. So that is why I read to you that scripture. It tells us in Proverbs 21, um, 1, and it tells us that king's heart is like a stream of waters directed by the Lord. He guides it wherever he pleases. And so uh, we see that um, the grace of God, he does that through the grace of God. Um, and I told you guys about the will of mankind. God cannot violate the will because he's given it to us, but he can influence us. And we know that that is one of the gifts that a woman has on her husband or, or on man, period. That a woman that is a, a smart woman, not a cunning woman, a smart woman who knows who she is, is able to use influence to guide her husband or her man to do the things that she wants him to do without him really knowing that she is guiding him that way. That is influence. And so God does like that. Your uh, husband is still making the choice, but he's being influenced to make the choice by the woman. And so God is influencing these men to make the decision. And he does that by bringing a thought to them. We see that the Midianites had that thought that came into their, their head and their mind, and they began to discuss, uh, um, you know, hey. And so we know then that God is capable of doing that today. So whatever situation you find yourself in, God is able, guys, to deliver you. So um, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that is why I always, um, uh, uh, re you know, repeat that scripture to you guys to see the process by which we come out of our situation. For by grace are you saved through faith. The process, it says, is a gift of God. And so the the uh, grace part is God's responsibility, but the faith part is your responsibility. And when you work together through, um, the Bible tells us in Romans, that these, this process, when we work together with God, it says that man, that person, will reign in this life. So um, just wanted to give you guys that information. So anyway, we're looking at this uh, situation that has transpired, and we see that God is within, he's handling the situation, even though it looks somewhat out of bounds and out of, um, you know, out of the ordinary, but yet God is still in control. And so I wanted to bring that to you guys and make sure that you understand that God is still in control in your life. You may think it's all crazy, but God is still in control. You just have to call on him. You know, he needs your faith in order to, for this partnership to be um, working together with you and him uh, so that you can accomplish and get your desired outcome. So we see that the Ishmaelites, they got him, they bought him for the same amount of money, and um, and so they're on their way going to Egypt. And Joseph heard that the Ishmaelites were proceeding to Egypt, and Joseph lamented and wept at this thing that he was to be so far removed from the land of Canaan from his father, and he wept bitterly whilst he was riding upon the camel. And one of their men observed him and made him go down from the camel 
and walk on foot. And notwithstanding this, Joseph continued to cry and weep. And he said, Oh, my father, my father. So we see trauma coming all the way through. And you and I, every one of us, I know is from uh, a place of trauma. And God is good at dealing and healing trauma. So um, whatever trauma you're in today, whatever your situation is that is before you, you're being traumatized. But there's a God that is interested in your trauma, and you have to call on him, as the scripture says. So what we're going to do is um, take a break here, because it's um, we're at 19 minutes. I, I'm getting a chance to see it. We're going to take a break, and then we are going to come back and pick up the story as we see this young man moving through his life. He's broken um and uh he knows that he's going far from his family he's alone and we will talk with that so we'll be right back after this come back to mr bible we are picking up and uh, looking at joseph's life as he's been sold we see that he's crying he is broken he was crying they had him riding a donkey i'm sure or a camel of some sort and um he, uh, once he started crying, they looked at him and they told him to get off. And uh, he begins to cry even while he was walking because he realized that he is going away from his father and his family, places that he's familiar with. And so he knows that, um, you know, uh, this is going to be um, an interesting journey that he's on. And so uh, we will pick up and see that... Um, uh, this young man as again because remember he's, he was a young man he was 17 years old when he started behaving kind of crazy he was behaving crazy even before that um and so um let's continue we were at verse 26 we finish up he said oh my father my father and one of the Ish Ish ishmaelite rose up and smote joseph upon the cheek so here he is he's beginning to um began to get the abuse as um early on within uh his uh, uh life i guess in his process towards egypt uh, he's uh, got the physical abuse of here and we know that the emotional abuse from the sale think about that guys all this stuff just happened to this young man and uh, the trauma that he's going through uh, and realizing that all hell is about to break loose in his life now that he's going from his father and um, he begins to um, you know incur, incur all kinds of uh, mistreatment here he was with his father before living the high life if you will um, and uh, it is changed within a day. And so, you and I, man, uh, life is a precious thing, guys. Um, we see what happens in this man's life within a day. And so, he gets hit by these guys on his, he says one of them hit him on his cheek, and still he can't, he continued to weep. I guess they're trying to shut him up. And Joseph was fatigued in the road, and he was unable to proceed on account of the bitterness of his soul. I've been there, guys, you know, whatever situation has brought you to that place, um, uh, that place is a painful place to be. Um, so uh, there are lots of tools that you can use to get out of those situations that uh, I know I had to apply in my life, but you can come out of yours. I don't care where you are right now and whatever situation that you're in. And uh, as it said here, because of bitterness, um, you may not be able to proceed. You're unable to proceed because of kind of the bitterness that you're having in your life, in your heart, uh, and in your soul. But I want to let you guys know that you don't have to stay there. I have this podcast. It's called Threads of Enlightenment that I interview people 
that have gone through their journey. And I did that because I feel it's important that many of us who are in our situation need to hear these stories so that we can come out, we can be encouraged and come out. So if you guys are in that space, um, I want you to go to that uh, podcast, uh, Threads of Enlightenment, so that you can listen to these uplifting stories of people coming out of their trauma and changing their life and becoming forces to be reckoned with on this planet. So we see that this guy says that he is um, on account of bitterness of his soul, and they uh, all smote him and afflicted him in the road, and they terrified him in order that he might cease from weeping. So he's broken, absolutely broken. These guys don't care, and, you know, life don't care. Um, they will never sit and ask you a question as to how you got there and what you're crying for. But the abuse will uh, begin to take place and you're going to realize that at some point within the abuse that you have to start making some decisions as well. And the Lord saw that the ambition of Joseph and his trouble and the Lord brought down upon those men darkness and confusion and the hands of everyone that smote him became withered. God is always on your side, guys. You may not think he is, but if you are his child, he will do anything for his kids. Even a natural father will lose his mind over protecting his kids. And if a natural father will do it, how much more so will your heavenly father do it? Because he has more stuff at his disposal to do it with. You and I, in our anger, we may just do something like, you know, most people do shoot someone or, or, or stab someone or whatever, because that's what we have, the information as to what we have and how we felt. We feel that we will may be able to inflict pain on the, that individual or get back to them for what they do, because that's the degree of our arsenal that we have available. But God has a lot more, and he's capable of a lot more. And sometimes you just got to bring him in uh, because he's watching you in your situation. And it says, this is a beautiful thing. And the Lord saw. And so I, uh, he watches over you. There's scriptures all over that God watches you. So he's seeing what they're doing. And he has a plan for them, just like he has a plan for you. And Joseph reached his mother's grave, and so they're taking him out of his land. And Joseph um, hastened and ran to his mother's grave and fell upon the grave and wept. Again, he's moving through this journey, heading to Egypt. And we know that this um, plot was bought by his father, and so he's walking through the land that is basically his and his family, and walking through, going on to Egypt. And Joseph reached his mother's grave, and Joseph hastened and ran to his mother's grave, and fell upon the grave, uh, and wept. And Joseph cried aloud, aloud upon his mother's grave, and he said, O oh, my mother, my mother, O oh, thou who didst give birth to me, awake now, and rise, and see thy son, how he has been sold for a slave, and no one to pity him. Oh, arise and see my, thy son weep with me on account of my troubles and see the heart of my brothers. Um, arouse my mother, arouse, awake for thy sleep for me and direct thy battle against my brothers. Oh, how have they stripped me of my coat 
and sold me already twice for a slave and separated me from my father and there is no one to pity me arouse and lay your cause against them before god and see whom god will justify in the judgment and whom he will condemn rise o my mother rise awake from thy sleep and see my father how his soul is with me this day and comfort him and ease his heart and joseph continued to speak these words and joseph cried aloud and wept bitterly upon his mother's grave and he ceased speaking and from bitterness of heart he became still as a stone upon the grave and joseph heard a voice speaking to him from beneath the ground which answered him with bitterness of heart and with a voice of weeping and praying in these words and so this particular piece right here um i know that there is i want to talk to you guys about it uh because uh when you uh in my studies uh there is um there's a piece that goes into the differences that happens in between the book of uh Yasher and the Bible and they say that um uh, the dead speaking to um to a live person is against the Bible and against the word of God and we know that that is true in 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 the Bible but again i wanted to give you guys some insight as to the book of yasher this is a piece that has been put together uh way before the bible was put together was assembled and uh we are looking at also other texts outside of the bible and um so i i just want to bring that into context because i know um talking with the dead and so forth is uh, considered a no no in the bible when it comes to um speaking to going and seek answers from the dead and so um i just want you to make sure that you guys is absolutely understand this you know where it talks about him uh about Rachel speaking um uh, from the grave uh necromancy is what is it's called um and the bible uh, in i think it's in deuteronomy where it says that uh, deuteronomy 18 actually 18 11 to 12 and it tells you that uh, you shouldn't do that and so forth but i just want to mention to you that this took place before the bible not the bible and then the book of yasher so he may have done that um but later on in the history of people god may have said and god did say that is wrong uh so uh but i just want to bring that to your attention and just stop here for a minute and um uh so that you will understand what is going on here and uh, again in deuteronomy it is it tells us that we ought not to be doing that 18 11 through 12 but this book was written before and it was just chronicling the things that was happening here again this this book Jesus studied the disciples studied Paul studied this because we know he used he pulled out the names of the two men that threw the staff on um uh, Pharaoh's uh, men the magician that threw the staff his priests he their names are mentioned in the book of Yasher Paul knew it he mentioned their names and so forth so these guys this was their culture to study this when we were creating our religion um uh, western christianity they pulled a lot of these things out and uh, but it was a part of their system and they knew it before so 
um, you know, there's a lot of things within the Bible that um, is in before the Bible was pieced together and these books were written. Because a lot of these books um, that were written, in the, especially in the New Testament, it was after Jesus. And the ones before, we know that uh, they were um, given all kinds of information that uh, may sometimes seem to contradict the Bible. We know that the book of Yasher goes into a lot more um, as far as plagues and stuff like that than the Bible does. So, again... We are just, you know, comparing notes and just, I just want to make you aware of it so that you don't say that I am doing this and I'm doing that teaching to go and do necromancing and stuff like that. So just want to bring that to your attention. So we see that this guy is absolutely a mess. I mean, wouldn't you be? Uh, um, the trauma that this young man is feeling and going through it would break anybody. I mean, um, and we see that it's broken him. He's at his mother's grave. He's crying his heart out. He is absolutely broken. It says that he became still as a stone. Um, he's just worn out, man, emotionally, physically, all of it. And he hears this answer from his mom from the grave. And, um, uh, you know, so let's uh, take a look at it and uh, see what she says. But I just wanted to stop and bring that information to you about the necromancing uh, according to the Bible in Deuteronomy. And so Joseph um, heard a voice speaking to him from beneath the ground, which answered him with bitterness of heart and with a voice of weeping and praying in these words, My son, my son, Joseph, I have heard the voice of your weeping and the voice of thy lamentation. I have seen your tears. I know your troubles, my son, and it grieves me for your sake. An abundant grief is added to my grief. Now, therefore, my son, Joseph, my son, hope to the Lord and wait for him. And do not fear, for the Lord is with you. He will deliver you from all troubles. The scripture tells us that our God will deliver us from all of our troubles. And so she, according to this text, again, we're just looking at the text and reading the additional information. She is saying um, to him, hang in there. God got your back. He is on the case. I know right now it looks dark. I know your situation looks hopeless. I know that the facts that you have on you are, are, that is around you. I know the fact that you're being abused. I know the fact that your brothers uh, sold you. I know that these are all facts uh, that are happening in your, in, in your life. And those are things that are happening in your life are all factual, but they're not the truth. Hang in there. The word of God is truth. Just uh, what you need to do within your factual situation is release some truth in it. And the truth about your situation is laid out all over the Bible. Go find some truth and release it because the truth, the Bible says, sanctify them with truth. Thy word is truth. So the word of God on your situation, if it's healing, there's something about that. If it's uh, a job, there's something in there. If it's a mental situation, anxiety, it's all in there. Whatever man ailments are and all about is covered within the Bible. So go find it, extract it, and that's truth. And then by faith, 
release the truth into your factual situation because the Bible tells us in Hebrew that the Word of God is alive. So you need to speak and release some life into your dead factual situation and the life will grow because it's a seed and it will grow and it will give bear fruit. But all you have to do is stay in faith. You stay by praying, you stay by faith by by singing and worshiping God, stay by faith by thanks th- uh, thanking God. Just so you stay in faith, guys, and release some truth into your facts, and you will watch it grow and it will change. And so his mother is giving him some truth within his facts. She said, "I know what you got. I know that you have all of this stuff, but I just want to let you know a couple of things. And a couple of things that I want to let you know." is that God got your back and he knows what you are going through and he will deliver you out of all of your trouble. That, guys, is truth within your facts. Rise, my son, go down onto Egypt with thy masters and do not fear, for the Lord is with you, my son. And she continued to speak like unto these words unto Joseph and he was still. And Joseph heard this and he wondered greatly at this And he continued to weep. And after this, one of the Ishmaelites observed him crying and weeping upon the grave. And his anger was kindled against him. And he drove him from there. And he smote him and cursed him. So he starts with the cussing, the beating, name-calling, all of the other stuff. But he got some encouragement. And you need to encourage yourself. Um, I did a a, a scripture that we're... um, uh, David talks about that, and um, it is a powerful, um, uh, I think it's in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 6, and David says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of the people were grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughter. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And so you and I sometimes, you're going to have to learn how to do that. And so the mother from the grave spoke to him. He heard this voice and within himself. And um, uh, he heard the voice saying to him, God got your back. He's going to deliver you out of all his trouble. It could be that uh, he was just, you know, um, hearing this within himself and and picture his mom talking to him. So um, I just want to do that and can, you know, just say to you guys, don't worry, you know, you're not the only one who's discouraged. Are we reading about this man's situation? You're not anywhere close to that. But I don't want to negate your situation either. It is important to you. And the pain is real to you. And I just want to tell you that God is the same God that this uh, uh, man is going to depend on that release and save his life and made him a powerful man in Egypt and he was able to help his family and the Israelites and God is going to do great things for you because he says call on me and I'll show you great and mighty things that God has in store for you so we see this man this young man is in pain and so are you you're in pain but it's okay um encourage yourself i just read you what uh david did people were trying to stone our brother and he encouraged himself within that you see that the advice that he was given lift your head up don't fear don't be afraid but even though that you are in this mess 
Sometimes you're going to get beat. Sometimes people are going to cuss at you. But you have to stay within yourself and focus on God and allow Him to work everything out. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God deliver him out of them all. So let's continue in Joseph chapter, uh, I mean, uh, this life in chapter 42 with Joseph. And Joseph said unto the men, May I find grace in your sight to take me back to my father's house and he will give you abundance of riches. Hey, man. Hey, guys, take me back and my dad will make you rich. And they answered him saying, Art thou not a slave? And where is your father? And if thou hast a father, thou wouldest not already twice have been sold for a slave. They had a good argument for so little value, and their anger was still aroused against him, and they continued to beat him and chasten him, and Joseph wept bitterly. So you're going to get physically abused, abused, mentally abused, and you're going to be broken. Whoever is abusing you, we see that there, you know, God sees your situation. Um, you know, uh, he wants to deliver you. Just call on him. Trust me. Uh, God will show and bring the people in place to help you in your pain. And so we see this happening in this man's life. And the Lord saw. Remember that. If you have anything to hold on to, Remember this, and the Lord saw Jacob's affliction. He sees yours as well. And the Lord again smote these men and chastened them. And the Lord caused darkness in, in uh, envelope uh, enveloped them um, upon the earth. And the lightning flashed and the thunder roar. And the earth shook at the voice of the thunder and of the mighty wind. And the men were terrified and knew not where they should go. Here is your God fighting on your behalf he is this all this stuff is just a symbol of him being really angry and so you see that he is the anger within the father is uh boiling up just like it will in any uh natural father when someone is abusing their children and uh, uh, i just wanted to uh, show you guys this god loves you it may be your father that is abusing you or your mother I just want to let you know that man or that woman, they don't love you because if they love you, they would not d damage themselves. They don't even love themselves. And because they don't love themselves, that's why they're hitting you. And so pray and ask God to deliver you out of that situation. And he will. And the Lord saw. See, God is hearing. The Lord saw. And he's watching this whole situation. Joseph affliction and the Lord again smote these men and he will do the same thing. And the beast and the camel stood still and they led them, but they would not go. They smote them and they uh, crouched upon the ground. And the men said to each other, what is this that God has done to us? What are our transgression and what are our sins that this thing does befall us? So they, those sinners even recognized that God's hand is in this situation. And as I mentioned to you, God will do anything and uh, do anything for his kids. He does not. He keeps track, guys. The children of Israel was going through um, uh, one particular village and need some water. And they stopped. They said, look, we're not going to touch you. We just want water. Just give us some water so we can pass right through. And they refused. And God came back 10 generations later and wiped them out because of that. So he keeps track. So trust you, God is looking in your situation. And one of them answered and said one to another, perhaps on account of the sins of afflicting this slave, have this happened upon uh, this day to us. Now, therefore, implore 
him strongly to forgive us. And then he should, and then we shall know on whose account this evil befalleth. And if God shall have compassion over us, then we shall know that all this cometh to us on account of the sin of afflicting this young man, this slave. This is a slave, guys. And they are having this conversation. Why? Because the heart of the, of the king and the heart of every man is in the hands of our God to influence, to bring everything that he needs for his children. You are watching the story here and seeing what God is doing. So now, and the men did so, and they supplicated Joseph and pressed him to forgive them. And they said, we have sinned uh, to the Lord and to you. Now, therefore, um, so this uh, vouchsafe uh, to request of their God that he shall put away uh, death from amongst us, for we have sinned against him. And so you and I need to recognize when we sin, we sin against God first and then man. And you go to God first and, you know, get your forgiveness and then go to, to him. In some cases, he tells you and I to go to that man first and then come to me because he tells us that in Mark eleven twenty three, and um, uh, that we need to go um, and, um, you know, uh, you know, get forgiveness first before we would come back if we are asking for anything. So go and take a look at that and see. And God is very interested in making sure that you are in right standing. And the men did so, and they came to Joseph, and they, and Joseph did according to their word, and the Lord hearkened to Joseph, even when you, you turn around and pray for those wicked people. And when you pray, you will see God work on your, uh, on your behalf. You know why? Job did the same thing. Job prayed for his friends after they lambasted him and so forth. And when he prayed for them, the Bible says God uh, blessed him um, double uh, than what he lost, replaced everything that he had. And so we see that sometimes your blessing is in held when you pray for those people that are, because the scripture says, for we uh, pray for those who despisefully use you and our blessings are tied up in there. And so we see that um, uh, they came to him. He did so. And it says, uh, once he did so, it says that the Lord hearkened to Joseph and the Lord put away the plague which he had inflicted upon these men on account of Joseph. And the beast rose up from the ground and they did conduct themselves uh, and they went on. And the raging storm abated and the earth became tranquil and the men proceeded on their journey to do to go down to Egypt, and the men knew that this evil had befallen them on account of Joseph. And they said to each other, Behold, we know that it was on account of his affliction that this evil befall us. Now, therefore, why shall we bring his death upon our soul? Let us hold counsel what to do to this slave. And one answered and said, Surely he told us to bring him back to his father. Now, therefore, come, let us take him back, and we will go to the place that he will tell us, and take from his family the pieces that we gave for him, and we will then go on our way. And one answered again and said, Behold, this counsel is very good, but we cannot do um, so far. The way is very far from us, and we cannot go out of the road. So they're saying, we can't go out of the way, guys. we got to find another way. So 
And one more answer and said unto them, This is the counsel to be adopted. We will not uh, uh, sway from it. Behold, we are this day going to Egypt. And when we shall have come to Egypt, we will sell him there at a high price, and we will be delivered from this evil. And this thing pleased the men. And they did so, and they continued their journey to Egypt with Joseph. Why did they pick that one? Because God wanted them to pick that one. Even in their counsel, God's will will be done. In your situation, I'm trying to bring it to you guys so you can understand. Even when they are taking counsel against you, God's will will be done. Even if you lose your job, God is your provider. Even if they plot against you, I cannot tell you how many times people have done that to me. And um, I have seen uh, God do some tremendous things. Guys, I've actually seen that uh, there was, I'll give you a story. This company uh, was stealing from me when I was uh, working from them. And I came to the boss and I said to him, I need my money. You cannot steal from, you know, you know from us. And um, he uh, looked at me and he said, you're fired because I was standing up about fighting from him, stealing my money. I said, really? He said, yeah, you're fired. And I said, okay. And I remember taking my last check. And the Bible says, when some place doesn't receive you, dust your feet and walk away. And I remember um, this was a big, powerful uh, uh, place when I was in New York. And um, I got in front when I came and I picked up my last check. And I know they were watching me, but I just did not care because they were stealing my money. I dust my feet off and and um, got into my car and drove away. I never really, you know, uh, follow up with that. I just drove away and went on and proceeded with my life. And it was several months later that um, uh, someone came and brought to my attention uh, that um, the place, the guy had lost all of his money um, the business shut down and all of those things happened within several months because, and I knew that that was the fact. That happened many times at other companies. If anyone did me wrong and, um, I would dust my feet and big organizations have, um, come down because I did that because the Bible says, I can do that. And because I can do that when they did me wrong, I did do that. And it was one of my rights that I have. We have several, uh, the Bible tells us, that those that are in Isaiah, it says those that lift up a standard again. When someone comes against you and speaking against you, you have the right, it tells us. This is the heritage of the, the children, the saints. You have the right to then uh, release words towards them, or you can release it to God the Father. And I've done that many times where I've released it to the Father, and there are times that I held it and I did it on myself. Those are usually that call themselves Christians. I leave that to him because that's the, his kids. It, he knows their heart. I don't know them. But those that are not Christian, those that are in the other kingdom, I will do what uh, is my right as a child. So we see that these guys picked one um, a decision, and the decision was to go to Egypt. And that's where God wanted him, because God told Abraham, I am going to deliver your people from Egypt. And if, they, if God said that, they had to go to Egypt, and it is by this route 
that God had orchestrated and he caused it to happen by a couple of men just making decisions. And so I just want to encourage you guys that uh, God is in control. So what we're going to do is just close it down here. and We're going to pick it up next time in, in chapter 43 as we walk through and see this journey of this young man. And as I talk to you that you may be in your dark times, but God is able to deliver you from them all. The Bible says that we are the children of God. We are to learn who we are so that we can become effective and change this world. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode.